Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. This is Marshall Fant. Welcome back to GFA Missions Research. Got a special program today. Actually, this is our 100th podcast. So you see balloons behind us, and and also you see a um, kind of a gift basket in front of us. I'll explain that in a minute. But our 100th podcast was just sent out. Uh, Thank you for all our listeners for participating. Uh, Several people I do want to thank here with our GFA staff, uh, just Sarah and Priscilla and Ruth and Liz all do a great job in producing this and getting it out. All our um, video editing is done by Joe Weissner. Appreciate uh, Joe and and all he does. And and even this room itself, uh, Dale Crawford and one of our missionaries, uh, Jeremy Dion, uh, did all this. And so I just appreciate taking a closet, a storage closet, and turning it into a podcast room. But most importantly, um, oh, one more supporter, Harvest Baptist Church in Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, monthly supports this to make the podcast available. So thanks to them and mainly all our listeners. So thank you for listening. So here's what we got going on. We've got kind of what I call a, a listener's prize packet. We've got a moleskin journal and coffee from a local uh, place here in Greenville and some other GFA stuff. So we'd like to, you know, have a drawing. So if you're interested in, in getting, we have three to give away. So if you will email me between now and October 31st, so we'll make the drawing on November 1st, email me at mfant at gfamissions.org, mfant at gfamissions.org. So anyway, all right, now to our podcast. This is a very unique podcast. So uh, welcome uh, Pastor Robert Vincent and family. So Pastor Vincent, fill everybody in on where all you serve and then introduce uh, everybody here to us, please. Yeah, thank you, and and thank you for letting us join you today. Yeah, um, I served at Mount Calvary for 22 years, Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina, as an assistant pastor there, and and now our family has moved to the Cincinnati area. Okay, uh, we're serving in Milford and at Grace Bible Church, and we've been here just a little over a year, and. The ones who are joining us today, we have six children the Lord has given us. Uh, my wife is with me, my wife, Jean. We've been married since 1989. And uh, our oldest daughter is not able to be part of this. She and her husband are serving in a restricted access country. Mm-hmm. Um, our second child is Lydia. Lydia, and, uh, say hello. She's in Baltimore at Johns Hopkins great, and serving as a physical therapist there. And then Asher is with you uh, there in the studio. He's an emergency room nurse in Greenville, South Carolina. And then Sophia is our fourth child. And she is working as an office administrator and office assistant at uh, Caldwell Banker uh, here in the Cincinnati area. Good, good. And then our sort of our dual caboose 
Isaac and Avriella. Isaac's 15 and Avriella is 12. And they're, of course, with us here in Cincinnati. Great. Great. All right. So welcome, Vincent family. This is going to be fun. Uh, I think, Asher, you've taken the GFA mission trip, right? One of the have, medical yeah. mission trips. So mm-hmm. obviously, if you know uh, GFA missions and you know mm-hmm. the uh, Mount Calvary and Greenville, there's a lot of interaction there. So thanks, for y'all, for taking the time here. And, Asher, thanks for going on the medical mission trip. All right, so here's a topic we want to do. So uh, within within ministry, um, the, the family can either be – greatly involved and interwoven in the ministry, or they can kind of separate themselves. And through my years of observing, some some uh, children become maybe bitter or dis, disillusioned about ministry because they're seeing their parents labor and work and, and maybe go through some criticism or whatever may happen in a church, just the life of a church. Mm-hmm. So what I've asked Pastor Ms. Vincent to do is kind of explain their philosophy to everyone to encourage other pastors, really, all right, so what is our what is our philosophy of in, encouraging the entire family to be involved, okay? And then as we talk through this, you know, um, all everyone can just pop in with conversations. Or, or Ms. Vincent and, and Robert, you may have a specific way you want to bring one of them in. So I'm just going to kind of sit back and guide and kind of interrupt and say, okay, explain that. However, um, so – that's kind of the purpose of the podcast, both for pastors to be encouraged and their wives to be encouraged to involve their family, as well as uh, with the testimony, I hate to call y'all children, but you're, I mean, the Vincent entire family, as y'all give testimony, I think you'll be a great encouragement as maybe some um, children of pastors or missionaries uh, can also tune in. So, Pastor Vincent, take take it away. Explain your and Ms. Vincent your philosophy of ministry here, and how that works. Yeah, well, it, it, as I thought about the topic that you sent, I, I thought it might be helpful to give just a a couple of disclaimers uh, right right <laughs> off the front. And and one was is just simply that we, you know, though we value family ministry. Mm-hmm. We didn't try to do every single thing together. Um, there were individual ministries that different ones of the kids or that we were able to sure. have that the whole family was not part of. Sure. But there were some things that we found we could do together that didn't impede the ministry that we were participating in, mm. but that also were, were helpful to our family to to be able to serve together and uh another clarification might be just as we talk about ministry together at least from our perspective we didn't always serve uh, uh, together as right. you know but we we would participate in a ministry all at the same time mm-hmm. sometimes we would work you know actually side by side in that ministry but 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 we shared in a ministry. Shared in the common it, ministry as each of them did their own thing, right? As you were right. doing. Yeah. So I got thanks for that clarification. Yeah, yeah it's very important. Yeah. And and then um, maybe one other thing that might might be helpful. Uh, we I think it'll be evident through this. We we did highly value the um, the opportunities to serve together as a family. 
but we we have never viewed ourselves as the only influence on our children. We we've loved and greatly profited from the influence of other people on our children in these ministries. And in fact, some of the greatest takeaways from serving together in ministry as a family is watching other people minister to our kids and having a real formative influence on them. Sure. All right. So, so can we just didn't want to convey yeah. no, no. kind of a tight controlled view yeah. of that. So let's set the table. Okay. So Lydia, now you're out in another, I mean, different, I mean, you're not in Cincinnati. So you're in right. a different career. Okay. So, and then, so you're young adult, Sophia, you're young adult, Asher, you're young adult. And then, um, y'all are, the other two are still at home. Okay. So I just want to kind of set that table. And then another framework for our listeners to understand is they've recently relocated from Greenville to a church in Cincinnati. So pastor, how long have y'all been in Cincinnati now? About 15 months. Oh, 15, okay. So the context, so, you know, when you answer a question, you may want to answer it in the context of, okay, was this happening at a larger church in Greenville or where you are now in Cincinnati? Okay, so that may help our listeners to kind of set that context. Okay, so Pastor Vincent, where you want to go? Where, who, where, how do you want to start all this? Um, well, maybe I could explain the approach we tried to take sure. as, Great. as a husband and wife. Okay. Uh, you know, we are rookies in ministry and rookies with having children. Um, but what, what we found is that when ministry opportunities came up, uh, it, it enabled us as parents, you know, we're trying to uh, teach our children to love the Lord with all their hearts and to love others as themselves. Mm. And, and ministry opportunities provided a real good forum for those two emphases. Right. And, and provided very practical ways to learn those. And, and then as part of loving others as themselves, you know, a subset of that is learning to love your family, uh, even as you work together in ministry. And, and family ministry opportunities gave us, we felt, and again, we were stumbling into this. It wasn't some uh, just highly organized plan that we right. had but to, to integrate family into ministry where we could uh, gave us a, a forum to not only do ministry, but also to minister to our children at the same time and teach them how to minister to other people Good. from, from their earliest days. All so. right. So let me, let me pass this to your wife. So we know with, especially pastors, wives, there's seasons of ministry that you can be active and you can't be active. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got six children. So, you know, either, can you just speak a minute to, the that that there's seasons where you can be heavily involved like now okay right and because i know that one of the frustrations for a lot of uh pastors wives would be okay i've got small children i'm you know i'm 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 doing this i'm doing that and i just can't be involved in ministry so what would you say uh so back up i don't know 20 years or whatever (laughs) you pick it with whatever (laughs) child 
But would you would you speak to a pastor's wife? Just take a couple of minutes and address that. Sure. Um, I mean, we started in ministry 27 years ago when Lydia was two months old. Okay. And um, my husband was a youth pastor, and he wore a lot of hats. But um, one of the things that we were able to do with the kids is we could go with him to the hospital, and um, the kids could sing a song to the person mm-hmm. who was sick. Um, and we didn't always do that. You know, sometimes it was better just to keep the kids at home, but they had an awareness of what daddy was doing. He wasn't just leaving okay. and we had no, like, no clue what was up. You know, they'd done that before. And one time our oldest daughter said when they were staying home, she said, dad, just go read them a verse and sing them a song. And then come <laughs> home. <laughs> so, um, so there were ways like that, even when they were little, but at that point in their life, I was, it was best for me to stay home with them a lot of the time. Right. Um, like he was a youth pastor. I couldn't really go on trips and leave the little guys, you know, they really needed me. I'm the only one that can be their mom. And even when we were in Greenville and um, two of the ministries that we were very involved in eventually, um, one was a Friday night ministry outreach to teens in the neighborhood. Right. And initially when my husband needed to go, um, the, we just had the first four children and, um, and they, you know, he just felt it was best for them to be home. Right. And those nights we, we missed him. And so I was kind of in charge of making it fun, which he's the pro at that. And I'm not, <laughs> but, um, then eventually we were all involved in it. And then God gave us two more children and we were already deeply entrenched in it. And yeah. so the decision was, do I stay home with these two little guys or what do we do? And, at that point, it was like, let's just bring them along. And, um, but that was a different kids. stage, right? That was a different right. stage. Yeah, yeah, but they were right. still little. Right, but the I Lord, understand. Yeah, the Lord met the need through Lydia cared for him in the child care and then Sophia. And um, because we didn't want to neglect them, sure. <laughs> they were still our kids that were our most important priority. And we didn't want to neglect them in this other ministry that we were involved in. And it really just became like part of the fabric of our family, Friday nights at teen club and Wednesday night at release time. Um, And they learned so much and our family just grew as we got all these other family members who were also working in it. But there were points where I needed to be home or I needed to facilitate when he was a youth pastor and we'd go to basketball games with two small children, had to have the snacks and activities so for them to look at in the bleachers and um right, so I'm, what, what, I'm just his helper in trying to keep us all together and we love being together and and ministering together just i think tied us even closer all right so what i want to i think what i just want to park right there is just say okay so pastor's wives don't need to feel guilty at the season they're in if they cannot if they have to keep the kids home, right? No, no, that's yeah. they're only little for a short time, and you got to yeah. take care of them. <laughs> okay, all right, but I want—I wanted younger pastors' wives to hear that. Yeah, they don't get yeah. on a guilt trip because you can't do it all, and there are different seasons where that would come about. Yeah, you know, that's one one of the thing, and this is totally off the cuff, so th- this is not in my notes. So, uh, all right, so Vincent's uh, children, stay with me here. What would be one of the most, one of the greatest memories you have of serving along with your dad and mom? So what would just be one of those moments that you say, wow, I'll never forget that. Okay. And so Lydia, you're the oldest. I'm going to start with you. So what would be one of those moments that you just, you, it just, wow, this was good. Okay. 
I think, I think the beauty of it actually was in the habitual pattern mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be very hard to identify one, one moment that was okay. just the most incredible thing. And it, I think it would also be hard to isolate just one moment in ministry because what, what mom and dad did, and this kind of even goes back to mom's comment about when we were, when we were younger and maybe the most effective way to minister was not for us to all be present together. Um, even when we were little, how they spoke to us about ministry was very influential. Um, so if dad was not able to be with us for something and us kids, maybe we're starting to get a little sour. Um, you know, mom would always remind us, this is our way to serve. We are serving by graciously sharing your dad. Um, So even at young ages, we were on his team. You know, he was called to be a pastor and we were called to be his children. And so we could joyfully play at home and listen to our mom while he was doing that. So even starting young, you know, we we were a team and we might not all be there, but we were together. And so then as we, as we grew up and maybe we were involved in different aspects of ministry, we were, we were just a family. It was fun. We shared a lot of the same experiences. We understood each other's experiences. We knew each other's friends. And so I think the, the high point, if I had to pick one, was just being that unit consistently. Okay. All right. So can we pick up in this, in this, probably the key word from this would be a team. Can we, I think that's so well said. Okay. Lydia, uh, Asher. Uh, Something that comes to mind immediately, and I don't want to embarrass mom, but um, I just thought of it as she was talking. But even when we were small, and I think especially Lydia and Sophia could add to this, uh, Lydia kind of touched on it a little bit. But I remember mom had the had a certain way of encouraging us that us being responsible, being faithful at home was our way of helping dad, mm. our way of serving, you know, so that home was a restful place for him. Um you know, while we're at home, while dad's ministering, you know, he can come home and not have to worry about yeah. taking, taking care of everything or cleaning up after us or um, solving arguments. That Is, happened, though. <laughs> arguments? What do you mean arguments? You mean y'all argue? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even when we were very small, yeah. I remember there was always that encouragement that, you know, even as kids, this is our way to, to, to be on the team, like Lydia mentioned. All right. But, so do you agree the team word is a good word, team? I do. Dad Dad yeah. actually u- used it quite a bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, Sophia. Well, I wholeheartedly agree with everything Asher and Lydia have said. Um, Mom and Dad made it very uh, clear to us from when we were little that we were their priority and that, you know, there were times when ministry would be busy, um, and they might not, you know, be right there, but we were truly their first priority. How did they, how did they, how did they continually reinforce that in your heart that y'all were a priority Were there specific things or a family night or just the way it was said, or was there anything that stands out in your mind that, that you knew as, as a family that mm-hmm. you, your family, your brothers and sisters, you were a higher priority than the ministry. Was there anything specifically your mom and dad did with that? I think one thing that stands out about the priority, um, one of the beauties of ministry as a vocation is that it's not a nine to five. So you will always be involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. But I know dad specifically worked hard to find spots for us so that we also never got the idea we were the 
the other nine to five, they were uh, always both going on at the same time. So okay. if dad was home, you know, a ministry need might arise. But if we were actively involved in ministry and I truly needed my father, he was always there. Okay. And it might Good. be, it Good. might be a quick conversation now and we will finish this up later. Okay. Um, but there was never a time in my life that I didn't know I could message my dad. I, I need your attention as my father and know that he would not find a way to address it as quickly as possible. Okay. So I think that's done over a long period of time, but also in that immediate that you knew if you needed him, it's some, you know, he couldn't, might not do it right now, but it would get back to you. Is that fair? Okay, so I just want to encourage dads to listen to what Lydia and really all of them have said that, you know, that you've got to find a way. Sophia, anything else on that? I I think the big part that I knew um, was that I could help my dad. Um, and there were a lot of ways that that developed. Um, as I got older, you know, I could help watch children so he could um, talk with people who, you know, had small children. Um, I think one very specific, vivid memory that we both would do together in Greenville was for the Friday night teen club that we had. Every now and then we'd have pizza. And so he and I would work together to figure out how much we had to order, who needed what, when and where. And it just it was one thing that when the Lord led our family to you know where we are in Cincinnati now, I thought, man, I'm really going to miss that. Um, but I just. I think from a young age, um, dad has made it very clear that we can help him, even if it's just giving, making coffee for him and his class. Um, it's, it's been a huge thing to know that I can be a help to my parents. And that has changed a lot. You know, as I've gotten older, it's shifted, but I know that I can still help them. Good. So actually they found a place for you to minister along with them. Is that fair to put it that way? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. If I could actually piggyback off of what she said real quick, I just had one example that of what she said. Yeah. Um. I I forget how old I was, and Dad, you might you might remember how old I was, but I had some teenage problem going on. I don't even remember, but my uh, mom said talk to your dad, and um, I uh, I just remember going to Dad and saying, I've got a. I've got whatever this is. I need to talk to you. And he says, I got to make a phone call right now, but I'm going to be driving to the airport to pick someone up or, you know, do you want to come along? And there was a, there was a ministry that he was already involved yeah. in, but he was going to have 40 minutes in the car one way said, you know, come along and, and we talked <laughs> and we got it figured out. And it was a way that I could serve him, but he could also father me as well. But, yeah. And I think what all of you are saying was, you had an audience with your dad when you needed it. Absolutely. And your mom. So I think that's the key, that you you had an audience when you needed it. All right. That, now, I'll, I'll call you the two cabooses because you your dad called you that. All right. So you are a little bit later. In, I mean, a little bit uh, came along a bit later in life or later in ministry. So what are, what are your two um, ideas on this? Isaac, you can go first. <laughs> One of the things that I enjoyed about the, the different ministries was since I was so much younger than the younger siblings, sometimes it was harder to be able to maybe understand what they were doing or relate to what they were doing or just understand some stuff. But with especially teen club, when I could get a help with the same things they would and be able to do the same things. And there was a mutual understanding of what we were doing 
and how we know everybody together and we have the same. All right. So team club, is that the Friday night outreach? Uh, yes. Okay. I just wanted to put, if that's an outreach. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted and to clarify would, that. Yeah. And it would just being able to help in some way when I was younger was, I was really enjoyable and I feel like it was beneficial to both me and George when we were when we were young. Okay. All right. Clarification. George is Ariella's nickname. Oh, 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 okay. All right. All right. I need to, thank you. I'm sitting there. I thought this was some, another child. I didn't know anything about. All right, George, go right ahead. Isaac spent every Friday. Well, both of them did every Friday night of their life until we moved at teen club from birth on. So that was kind of a habit for them. Okay. All right, George, your turn. (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what to say all right we can come back well i tell you when you when you have you let me know when you want to comment okay no problem all right this is to be fun i don't want to scar you for for life okay all right so uh let me go back to the vincents so if if you had um a young couple sitting across from you right now and they're just starting in ministry. Uh, is there anything that you would add to what was said so far? I love the idea of team. I love the idea that Ms. Vincent said there's seasons of when you can participate in the other seasons. So is there anything that it, just one or two key things, a new, brand new couple starting in ministry, they got the stars in their eyes, how great everything is going to be, never a problem arises. <laughs> You know, at home or in ministry. So, any any advice? Well, I, you know, so much of this it flows out of your approach to parenting. Okay. Um, and the, the the forum that parenting and ministry gives you for discipleship of the ones that are closest to you, right, is just priceless. Okay. Yeah. And. And ministry ends up providing wonderful opportunities, but it, it also ends up exposing needs, uh, not only in your life as parents, but in the lives of your, of your children or even in your family. Uh, you know, there were times we, we found out we, we were loving other people outside the family better than we were yeah. loving each other. Yeah. And, you know, we had to, we had to learn, you know, through that. And, and I, there, there are a lot of ideals, um, ministry probably, uh, deflates a lot of those ideals, mm-hmm. um, because you, you just, you deal with problems and, and the needs of your own heart. Uh, but over the, over the long haul, a, a young couple, I think could just look forward to really cultivating an yeah. atmosphere of, of loving the Lord and loving other people and, and, and loving each other in the process of doing that. And it'll look different for, for any family group, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but there's, yeah, there, yeah, but it's a, it's just a priceless opportunity and yep. uh, discipleship. Ms. Vincent, were you going to say something? Um. 
I would just say that regardless of what the Lord calls you to do or what he asks of you, um, he is, we just can't outgive him. (laughs) We might think, Oh, I'm making sacrifices and, and this is hard and this is difficult. But, um, when we follow him, he gives us grace and enabling, and he is such a good and loving father and he gives us such rich gifts. Um, when we think of, you know, we gave up a night as a family to minister, but he gave our kids all these godly mentors and other young people that were ministering, good friends, their closest friends are, you know, serving the Lord. And they got to know him through these ministries, um, just in, in everything. Um, it is just a joy to serve God. And even since we moved here, Isaac and Ariella don't have these avenues anymore, but the Lord has given them ways to serve Ariella sure. and I and Sophia. We did ceiling tiles for the new church building together. <laughs> wow. And Ariella does PowerPoints for her dad. And Isaac has a role of keeping track of the attendance. And, um, you know, yeah. it, the Lord is just so good to give us ways to serve him. And it is a joy to be yeah. his child. Um, and we can trust him. <laughs> All right. So let me ask uh, Sophia, you and Asher a question here. And this is, because I think this is reality. So um, there is no perfect church, okay? So if you would hear criticism of your mom or dad or another pastor in the church, how did you guard your heart? Uh, if somebody says, you know, that oh, that was you know what a decision made by pastoral staff or your dad or mom, uh, Sophia and Asher, how w- how would you guard your heart? Because I've talked to so many not so many, but several ministry children who saw the criticism come their parents' way, and it really hurt them, and they just kind of didn't want to do ministry because of that. So what what advice would you give someone your age that is maybe thinking about, I'm, it's just not worth it? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think one blessing that I'm thankful for is dad and mom mentioned those mentors, people that we ministered yeah. with, and I and – I, I haven't asked any of them, but I think as a whole, all those people tended to be very intentional about mm-hmm. speaking to us very highly about our folks. I'm sure Sophia would second that. Yeah. Um, so they really emphasize that to us. Um, so you heard a lot of good. Yes. And I, I believe that was intentional. They really, yeah. the these coworkers in ministry really tried yeah. to build our parents up for us. Yeah. So when um, that critic would come, you had a lot of trust in the bank to pull from. Is that mm-hmm. kind of what you're mm-hmm. saying? I'm Absolutely. putting I'm putting words in your mouth. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I was getting there eventually. Okay. <laughs> so you helped me with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You summarized it better than I could. No. But. All right, uh, Sophia. Anything you want to add to that? It um, those times were few and far between, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I thank the Lord for that. Um, you know, if something happened where maybe I heard something, um, it was hard. But I would often go to my mom or dad and say, this person, you know, I'm struggling. And they, it was honestly their help and guidance that just really walked me through it um, and just focused my um, attention on where it should be, on the people we're serving, um, how we can best serve the Lord. Um, And their guidance is probably the biggest thing in helping me if and when something like that happened all right because it's going to happen it's just a question i I like the way asher put it there was so many positive inputs that it they understand this is going to come 
All right, we are almost out of time, so I will give everybody a last word, a quick word, and then I'll wrap it up with, uh, I wanted Asher be the last of the last, okay? All right, so uh, Pastor Ms. Vincent, any last words here? I like the word team. Y'all have done a great job. All right, so any any last words of encouragement or challenge or whatever you want to say? Uh, maybe, you know, one of, one of the questions that you had indicated might come up would be um, just talking, you know, for, for someone who's in ministry and perhaps in, uh, in some kind of support role in ministry and perhaps looking to involve their family. Uh, your, the church ministry where you are has a culture um, and other staff members and other families are probably are already you know, some precedents that are in place. Um, and work, I would just encourage you to work with those. Mm. Uh, when you're trying to minister as a family, it's, it's not all about your family. You're not trying to push your family forward necessarily in front of other people, uh, but you are trying to grow your family forward. Mm. Good. Uh, you're, Good. you're looking for opportunities uh, to to really mature together and uh, within the context of where you are, you know, you want to fit, uh, you want to fit that ministry culture. You don't want to reflect on anyone else, mm-hmm. uh, but you want to where you can, yeah. you know, you want to integrate your parenting ministry together with the ministry that God has entrusted you and, and just endeavor to love it all. Uh, and to love it all together. That's great. All right, uh, last word, Ms. Vincent. Um, this kind of goes back to your last question, but I was a preacher's kid in my oh. senior year of high school. Our church um, pretty much split, and there mm. was a lot of criticism of my dad, and it was just really an awfully hard time. But one thing that my dad said that really helped me was he would he would say, but for God's grace, we could be doing the same thing. Oh. And the Lord just preserved our family, and all five of us ended up in full-time ministry even after all that. And I think it wow. really was that my mom and dad never spoke out against people mm. um, and criticized them. So that was super helpful as a kid. <laughs> great. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. Great, great advice. Sophia. Um, one of the biggest things for me has been just the family of people that we have served alongside with. We didn't have a lot of family, um, like immediate family close to us, but just the impact of being able to serve together is that we got to meet and um, serve alongside so many people who became family for us. Yeah, that is such a wise statement. And I I try to challenge some um, older, since I'm a grandparent now, okay, and our grandkids don't live right in the city with us, so we don't get to go to church with them. But we can maybe be a grandparent, just like Sophia said, to somebody that doesn't have grandparents in the area. So that is the beauty of the local church. Okay. All right, uh, Isaac and George, who wants to say something there? I, I like what Sophia said, being able to make family members out of other people was yeah. real was really fun and being able to keep up with them even when some of them um moved and just being able to build up relationships with other families that we wouldn't have been able to. Sure. Okay. All right. 
passion? I think the first thing I'd say uh, to any pastors or missionary kid or any any uh, ministry kid um, is that the struggle is real. Um, I I know, especially as a younger teen, I think I felt I placed a lot of pressure on myself. Mom and dad um, never really placed a lot of pressure. I I, I think I did a lot to myself, um, but I felt like I kind of turned a corner. When I realized that God calling my parents uh, carried over to me as well, um, I was called to extend their ministry. And um, I think there were a few things as I got older and grew more capable um, in helping. I realized that there were gifts that I had that my dad didn't have mm-hmm. and I could, you know, extend. I could I could go th- places. I could do things that my dad couldn't do. But I'd always be going as his representative, kind right, of. But he allowed you to do that. Absolutely. Okay, I think that's important. That Absolutely. is, is a we allow our children to use the gifts the way God has gifted them. Mm-hmm. So again, I think that's as a team, right? Go back to the concept of a team. So I think your dad yeah. and mom were wise in doing that. Okay. But Any I, other words? Because um, I just cut uh, you right off. Sure, <laughs> I'll just interrupt because yeah. I know Anna, our our daughter. Um, she, she, through the course of ministry, that's what God used in her to indicate kind of a life's calling as a teacher. Uh, okay. And, uh, so what you just said, Asher, about ministry mm-hmm. and giftedness, I, I think she would jump right in and say that that was exactly true in her life. Amen. Amen. All right. How do I thank all of you? Thanks for taking time out of today to do this. I know it will be a great encouragement uh, to so many of our pastors, and and I hope also maybe church leaders will watch this and get an idea how they can serve uh, the pastor's family as well. So entire Vincent family, thank you. And uh, Pastor Vincent's email address will be in the show notes, so you can contact them and any discussion on helps and discouragement. But I do want to encourage this that if any pastor is there that is struggling and you're, you're worried about your family, please reach out to Pastor Vincent, reach out to us, and we'll be happy to put you in uh, contact uh, with other godly pastors just like the Vincents. Okay? All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate all y'all tuning in. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.